So yeah, white people is the reason why I can't lose weight. <laughs> oh, you poor fatty. <laughs> it wasn't my freaking Caucasian fingers that stuffed the fucking fat pills down your throat. You did it. What are you blaming me for? Welcome to the All-American Savage Show Podcast with your host, John Burke, and his far more attractive co-host, me. Now, let's get into it. That's what your mom said. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the All-American Savage Show podcast. I am your host, John Berkalicious. Josh is still gone over in Mexico. Little bastard, enjoying his time, being with his family. God, why? Just why? Why do you feel the need to do this to me? Leave me all by myself to do this on my own. I I miss Josh. We all miss Josh. You know, he's just such a wonderful guy. I need my Jewish heterosexual life partner here. Oh, my God. What's going on, folks? Thanks for tuning in today. I'm coming to you live from Richardson, Texas at the Shell Shock CBD HQ. Man, I got to tell you, this weather has been phenomenally beautiful. It's It's got to be, like, I want to say mid to high 70s. It is the perfect bike riding weather, whether it be a uh, pedal bike or the motorcycle. Get out there, man. If you're if you're in the DFW area, get out in this weather. It is phenomenally beautiful. It is like perfect weather. Uh, if you're from California or someplace like that, you know what I'm talking about. It's very um, similar. Just perfect weather. Going outside, you're not sweating your ass off. You're not just drenched in humidity sweat within like 10 minutes. It's just perfect. So, all right. So, it's been a minute, but I finally... Um, I finally did it. Last night, if you watch my Instagram at John Burke Official, I watched the new Maverick movie. And I'm going to do a review for you. Now, a lot of you are not going to like this, but I have to maintain my integrity when it comes to reviewing this movie. So, with that being said, let's get into it. Now, overall... Was it a good movie? And be warned, there are going to be some spoilers here. Just so you know, if you don't like this, skip for the next two to three minutes and you'll miss it completely, or maybe about five minutes. So keep that in mind. Um, Number one, would I recommend this movie? Yes, I would. Was it worth going to the movie theaters and spending the money to see this? Well, I spent $20 on buying it for uh, off of Amazon Prime, I believe it was. And uh, yes, but this is such a complicated way of... um, reviewing this movie and I know it's going to make sense after I get into it so just bear with me um yes I would recommend going to the movie theaters to see this or purchasing the movie it was good all right story how was the story believable it was believable it wasn't outlandish um it was a very simplistic storyline 
and it was very well done. They definitely merged the older Top Gun with this one. They did so many throwbacks, which made sense. It didn't feel like you were living in the past. Um, Tom Cruise's explanation as to why he was still a captain made perfect sense. Was it pragmatic? No. If you're in the military, you knew you'd get drummed out in a heartbeat if you didn't get promoted within like 20 or 30 years. But still, the nostalgia of it was wonderful. Kenny Loggins was in it. The OG tunes were in it. There were some flashback scenes that were recreated in modern scenes uh, that was very well done. It wasn't cringe. Now, the only complaint I have with this movie is the gentleman that played Goose's son, Rooster. The acting was atrocious. I'm just going to say it. I don't care. Tom Cruise did good. Um, you see a more mature fighter pilot. Val Kilmer was in this one. And as though as people don't know, Val Kilmer can't really talk. I believe he had throat cancer. Um, but he was in it. They gave a nod to him, which was awesome to see. Um, but it, it was a very well done movie. There were some cringe in it. There was some cringe. Um, the acting from Rooster. And I don't, I, I've seen this guy act before. He's actually a really good actor. I don't feel like this was him. I feel like this was the writing. The writing was just, it was cringe at certain moments, like really hot and heavy moments in these action sequences. Like, I believe in you, Maverick. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. This is not a child's movie. Stop, stop doing that. I didn't like that at all. It felt very forced. But outside of that, I think the reason why this movie was so appealing, and this is what I was talking about before as far as how this will make sense, is this is a movie that America needed. This was a pro-America movie. It didn't have politics in your face. Um, yeah, there were some sexist moments in the movies where, like, the the, the one fighter pilot that's male is shit-talking the females. Like, yeah, it was a man's job. You clearly tell this is just, like, misogyny, misogyny in a joke format, and they edge each other, and it wasn't over the top. It was, like, realistic. I like that, and I appreciate it. It was a good movie. I respect the fact of what they did. And this, according to what we'd read in the past, as far as uh, the box office numbers, this one destroyed the original Top Gun. This one, bro, I think this is like Tom Cruise's highest grossing movie, if I'm, if I'm um, correct on this one. I could be wrong. But, yeah, the writing of this movie, I think, could have been better, at least for Rooster's part. It just felt very forced, very uh, childlike. Like, you're a wizard, Harry. It's like, no, this ain't the movie for that. This isn't the movie for that, but it was still a great movie. You will not get any of the woke bullshit forced in your throat. It's not there. Thank God they did it right. And I feel like that's why this movie was such a massive success is number one, um, they held true to their acting. I mean, because, you know, back in the 80s, uh, you definitely have to appreciate those 80s styled movies. They had a different way of acting um, and just how they were produced and made and filmed. Uh, but this movie, it, it held a little true to that. You could see like the little 80s interjections here and there. The love interest, uh, Jennifer, uh, I forget, it's Jennifer Connelly, I forget her name. Um, she did a great job. It had some really light humor in it, lighthearted humor. It, you can appreciate it. So overall, yes, this was a good movie. Was it as good as they, everybody was making it out to be? The action sequences, yes, absolutely. The action sequences were the best part, dude. They had, to, and to top it all off, I think Tom Cruise and the rest of them performed their own stunts. When you see them flying, that's really them flying or they're uh, co-piloting with somebody. I appreciated that. But the action sequences were phenomenal. Were they believable? Fuck no. Absolutely not. But they were good. I appreciate it. Again, this is Hollywood. 
Um, anybody that thinks that this is realistic as far as how they're flying these airplanes, they don't know aviation very well. I mean, granted, there were a lot of moves you can do, but then there's some of them that's like, okay, that's, that's a little much. Um, but even still, it was, they did a great job. I would highly recommend it. Again, the only critique I have is just the writing. They could have done better. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, outside of that, but that, like I said, the action sequences were perfect. They did great. Beautifully done, beautifully sequenced, wasn't hard to follow, very easily understood, and I think people overall can appreciate that. So there you have it. I would highly recommend the movie. Um, again, is it as good as everybody makes it out to be? I don't think so. I think it was great, but this was no... Um, masterpiece to the point that I think everybody was ranting and raving about. I want to call it like group, um, I don't know what you call it, like group think. Um, like, you know, a few people come out and they're like, oh, this is the greatest movie. And then everybody else is like, oh, this is the greatest movie. And before you know it, it's catching fire. Kind of like how people hated on Nickelback and Creed, how that gained in popularity. I think Top Gun was very similar. I think this movie was hyped up a little too much, but it was still good. Like I appreciated it, but yeah. Uh, it was, it was worth it. So again, if you're going to go out and purchase it, it's worth it. You're getting 20 bucks worth of entertainment. I think it's 19.99 on Amazon prime. I think, um, worth it. So there you have it. I've been waiting and holding off and finally last night I was like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's pull the trigger. Let's watch the movie. And yeah, it was good. It was worth it. So, all right. With that being said, this episode is brought to you by shellshockcbd.com. Don't forget this month and this month alone, any orders over $50 or more, use code MUG and get yourself a Shellshock CBD mug. It's that simple. You want it autographed? Write it in the notes. We'll autograph it for you. Doesn't matter. We'll be happily, we will happily accommodate that request. And we've just launched the Cotton Candy Halo Delta 8 gummies. We have them in 20 counts and 40 counts. If you order the 40 counts, you're already spending over $50. The Cotton Candy tastes delicious. It will get you high. You will fail a drug test. These come with a money-back guarantee. But if you purchase the Cotton Candy, use code MUG and get that free mug, and we'll autograph that son of a bitch for you, too. So we appreciate that. And again, like I said, don't forget, all gummies come with a money-back guarantee. If you order them and they don't work for you, go to the refund policy on the website, scroll to the bottom, read it, and we will get you squared away because I certainly don't want you to spend your money on something that doesn't work. If it doesn't work for you the way we advertise it to in the gummies, we'll refund your money. I stand behind our products. Otherwise, we wouldn't do that. So a lot of companies actually don't do that. They won't do a money-back guarantee on an edible product such as this because they feel like they're going to be taken advantage of. For us, it's like you can't eat any, more, eat any more of than four gummies per bag. That way we know you gave it at least four different chances and it didn't work fair enough. Or you did like you ate two gummies at a time. And if it really didn't work, then yeah, it's not going to work for you. So um, we appreciate that. Again, that is at shellshockcbd.com. We're streaming live on Rumble. The Rumble channel is growing. John Burke over on Rumble. Appreciate everybody over there hitting that share button. Um, I'm telling you, man, it's coming. They're going to ban me from Twitch. I know it's coming. And then we're going to have to rebuild the Lost Savages Empire over on Rumble and True Social. Um, you know, the more I try and look at this thing, I've had some people reach out to try and get me my YouTube account back. Some people are trying to get me my original verified Instagram account back. I'm not counting on it. And if I do manage to get these things back, you better believe I'm going on a rampage to get everybody to come over to Rumble and Truth Social because I'm telling you, the censorship is just, it's gotten so far out of hand. They ping, they ping me twice for misinformation on YouTube. That's how ridiculous this is. Matter of fact, um, I'll pull this up for you to see. This is, if you're watching on Twitch or Rumble, I highly suggest you come over to Rumble. This is, if you can read it, this is what they actually gig me for on YouTube. Uh, the two violations, the first one was... Um, 
June 13th of 2022 for misinformation. I appealed that they rejected it. August 13th, um, misinformation. And then September 4th, misinformation. Misinformation every time. Misinformation regarding what? They don't say. It just says misinformation. All three appeals have been rejected. They locked me. They froze me on my YouTube account. They did pay me the money. Thank God. Got that. But uh, yeah, there it is. They got me for putting a podcast out that is opinion-based, and they got me for misinformation. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Dumbest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. They don't even want you to have an opinion, folks. Twitch, here's the link to Rumble. Twitch, Lost Savages, come over to Rumble. I'm telling you, might as well get an account. That's where the podcast, Rumble is our Alamo, folks. If I get banned on Twitch, you don't know where to find me, I'll be on Rumble. Representing the very small amount of constitutionalists they actually have over there without being a Trump loyalist. So that's why we're slowly growing over there. It's going to take time. It comes, it, it comes down to you. Uh, we're not going to get helped out by the likes of these GOP figureheads. Not going to happen. They're not going to reach across or reach to the middle of the aisle to help somebody like me out. It's just not going to happen. So we've grown this on our own. We've done this on our own with your help, and we really appreciate that. we got to continue doing this. So follow me over on Rumble at John Burke and the same on True Social, John Burke. All right, so let's get into the news. Inflation returns, consumer prices unexpectedly rising again. I'm going to give you guys a little 411 on a new project I've got going on. I'm looking to get more into real estate. Now, I currently have my house that I paid 275 for where I live in Texas, and right now it's appraising at roughly 400000 It's a family-sized house. I'm looking at purchasing another house and renting one out. Ultimately, I want to own about five different houses and rent them all out because if I'm looking at this correctly... Uh, depending on like what the average cost of rent is in my vicinity, it's looking around two point five to three thousand dollars a month, something like that, based upon what the mortgage could be as far as the loan amount and the APR interest rate. I get on that, um, I could be making anywhere from like twelve to eleven hundred dollars per house per month. You know, you stack up five of those, you're looking at anywhere from like five point five upwards to like six point five grand in residual income. The problem that I'm facing right now, and I'm talking to my realtor today, and he's got some information on me for me for this uh, Inflation Reduction Act and how it's hitting um, the real estate world, is that right now houses that were normally being built, I want to say my house was built in 2019, and I wasn't even the first owner. Uh, that one sold originally, or was made for about 250. It's selling for 400. If I'm going to buy a house right now, it's probably going to lose value in the next one to two years if this market does begin to drop down, and it eventually will. Um, and the thing that I'm worried about is I'm going to be purchasing a normally quarter million dollar house for upwards of four to $500,000. And that's the problem. Do I want to buy right now or should I just go ahead and hold and wait? But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I will keep you guys abreast of the situation to like, if you're interested in doing this, I will tell you guys what I'm doing, what my fuck-ups are, um, and things such as this. So, and of course, people are going to talk about flipping a house. Uh, you can, I mean, but that's also luck of the draw. Realistically, I could sell my house right now, and probably, you know, it's been over a year, so I won't get penalized for that. It, I could probably make upwards of 150 to 175000 depending. I could take that 175000 pocket it, which is great, or I just keep the house and just keep that sucker rented out for the rest of my life, which... Yeah, I don't know. For me, it's just it just makes sense to have more residual income 
um, by having those houses. And, you know, those houses build equity as you go. So, but we'll see. We'll see. And I just, I don't, I don't feel like selling. I just want to see what I can do with this. But anywho, that's on the agenda. We're looking at possibly a new storefront for Shell Shock CBD. We're looking at some other places to where we can open up one and uh, just to, to start relying on foot traffic to see what we can do there. Because the more that we rely upon social media, the more that we screw ourselves. Um, social media like Facebook and Instagram, they ban anything Delta 8 related. They've been coming after us hardcore on Instagram on the Shell Shock Wellness page. I'm sick of it. I'm just sick and tired of it. So we're going to try and start seeing what we can do as far as opening up another location. We had, we weren't going to do this originally, but we put we put a pin in it. It was like, we're not ready for it just yet. Um, the way this recession is going and inflation is going, even still, we're like, fuck, this is, this is getting dangerous. But hopefully we can get something at a good price because people are not buying right now. People are not wanting to rent. The, the prices are just too much. So... Anyway, just want to keep you all abreast of that situation. So, because I thought about it with this Inflation Act. But anyway, the article is inflation returns, consumer prices unexpectedly rising again. What we said to people, especially in produce, these prices are going to go up come fall. We're here. It's there. We're almost there. They're going to go up. All the, the increased costs of goods, of feed, things like that, that were baked in at the beginning of this, this harvesting season and planting season, excuse, excuse me, you're going to be paying for that to include meat, everything. As soon as it gets here, you're going to see definitely increased costs. That's why I'm telling you, buy now. Get your stuff now. Your, your canned goods, your dry goods, it's about to increase even more. After a brief respite in July from the worst inflation in 40 years, consumer prices excuse me, are rising again. Compared with a month earlier, the Bureau of Labor Statistics Consumer Price Index rose one-tenth of a percentage point on a year-over-year basis. The CPI was up almost 8.3%. Both were higher than expected. Economists had expected CPI to rise 8.1% compared with a year ago. The month-over-month figure was expected to down one-tenth of a percent point. In July, the Labor Department said CPI was up 8.5% compared with a year earlier and unchanged compared with June. Prices were up to 9.1% in June compared with a year earlier and rose 1.3% compared to the prior month. Uh, the economy has been experiencing the worst inflation in over 40 years, not counting this spring's figures. The August year-over-year figure is the highest since 1981. The August inflation was widespread, affecting everything from food to new cars and other durable goods to services to shelter. Gasoline prices were the exception, falling sharply compared with July. The figure upend hopes to in, hopes that inflation may have peaked and already be set to steadily decline. President Joe Biden in Boston yesterday indicated that he expected inflation was now in the rearview mirror. I'll believe that when I see it. The American people should have confidence that we're on the right track, that we're seeing real progress, Biden said. Core prices, which strip out food and energy prices, rose 0.6% in August, twice as much as expected compared with a year ago. Core CPI is up to 6.3%. Now, um, here's the other thing. Um, Fact-checked, AP claims that inflation fell in August. And I like how they phrase this. This is how disingenuous and dishonest these people are. A claim, the Associated Press reported on Tuesday morning that U.S. inflation falls for second straight month. Okay, they're very crafty in how they worded this. Let me read that for you again, folks. Now listen to this. The Associated Press reported on Tuesday morning that U.S. inflation falls for second straight month month you can't chat on rumble we talking about joey everybody's chatting on rumble we got 266 live people in the chat room right now there's a lot of people chatting you probably have to have an account 
Um, now, verdict is misleading. The Bureau of Labor Statistics said on Tuesday that consumer prices rose three-tenths of a percent point in August. That represents an acceleration. Let me just skip all this mumbo-jumbo because at the very end, they describe it in perfect. It says, look, um, the AP's claim that inflation fell for a second month is not false. Many news organizations have, re- or have focused on the annual figure in reporting over the course of the current inflationatory era. Inflationary era, excuse me. But reporting that inflation fell for a second month straight month risks misleading readers who might think that inflation actually declined on a monthly basis. In fact, inflation was up. A later version of the AP headline was better if still misleading. U.S. inflation slows for second month but remains stubbornly high. That's misleading because inflation accelerated from zero in July to 0.3% in August. Even President Joe Biden resisted the urge to claim that inflation was coming down in August, instead saying that prices have been essentially essentially flat over the past two months. In truth, core inflation is up an average of 0.45% over the past two months, which works out to an annualized rate of 5.4% inflation. It did drop with two different months, but also kind of went back up. So they're not wrong. It did drop two months, but it also did its thing, meaning up and down, up and down, up and down. They're reporting this because the AP, the MSM, mainstream media, legacy media is doing their best to run damage control from the Biden administration. Folks, I've said it many different times. Come closer to midterms. This is what they're going to do. They are sneaky. They are slimy. This is what they're doing to run any kind of interference from Joe Biden taking any kind of negative press. This is what they're trying to. I mean, you know this. We're not stupid. We're not stupid. This is just where we're at. And this is how stupid they think you are, folks. Underlying inflation reaches scorching new record high. Two economic figures meant to capture underlying pricing. Pressures rose sharply in August, indicating that the economy is still experiencing a very high inflation. The Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland calculates both median inflation and 16% trimmed mean inflation. Measures that ex, uh, exclude outlier moves in prices that counted in the Consumer Price Index to reveal underlying inflationary pressures both show that inflation accelerated in August. Good Lord. Here's a picture of it from 210. Jesus. You're looking all the way back to 1990 and even before that, almost back to the 80s. Dude, this is nuts. Even in 2020, we had a dip in 2020. Massive dip, actually. And then it's just, it's through the roof. It's the highest it's ever been. If you're watching live on Rumble or Twitch, you'll see what I'm looking at. Median consumer price index. Then the median consumer price index at the bottom. This is from uh, 2018 to 2022. You definitely see a massive pivot coming in, uh, in twi- right before 2021 hits. And then it just goes through the roof. Uh, there you go. Makes sense to me. John Fetterman back in the news running against Oz over in Pennsylvania. Interesting how Fetterman hits mainstream media. He becomes one of the prominent figures over there. Everybody's talking about this guy now. Uh, and of course, skeletons come to light regardless of which side of the aisle you're on. And here we go with this guy. John Fetterman helped free convicted murderer known as son of the devil. Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who was running against um, uh, Dr. Oz for the state's open United States Senate seat, helped free a convicted first-degree murderer from prison in 2019. In November of 1973, Raymond Johnson, along with Kenneth Wayne Smith, lured 27-year-old Charles Blinky Jeffers to a residence in New York County. 
Pennsylvania, where they shot and stabbed him to death for, uh, before robbing him and attempting to dispose of his body. According to accounts of that time, Johnson referred to himself as a son of the devil and had bragged about being a hitman who had killed several people. A York County Sheriff's deputy testified in the murder trial that Johnson had threatened a potential witness with murder if they testified in the case against him. Ultimately, Johnson was convicted in 1975 of Jeffers' murder and sentenced to life in prison. In 2019, as chair of the Pennsylvania Board of Pardons, Fetterman urged Governor Tom Wolf to free Johnson from prison, even as the York County District Attorney's Office opposed the commutation. Uh, Fetterman said at the time that Johnson, while in prison, had demonstrated 36 years of impeccable behavior and thus deserved to be released at 68 years old. Three months later, Wolf granted Fetterman's request and released Johnson from prison. You got to love that. You just have to love that. He's demonstrated 36 years of impeccable behavior. I don't give a shit. You murdered somebody. You cut short the life of somebody else. You deserve to rot in prison. I don't give a fuck if you're on your best behavior or not. Being on good behavior just makes your experience all the more easier versus, you know, having to get your ass kicked by the prison guards for not wanting to listen or whatever the case may be. Okay. That's not a reason to commute somebody's sentence. That's ridiculous. These are liberals. Folks, this is not new that liberals are soft on crime. I've got an article on Portland here for you. Look at these stats I'm about to show to you. It's gonna, it's, I mean, it's not going to blow your mind. You're like, geez, go figure. This is just what liberals do. Formerly mayor of Braddock, Pennsylvania, Fetterman has been a longtime advocate of emptying the state's prisons. For instance, he said that he wants to release from prison close to 13,000 inmates across the state. Well, we can talk prison reform. That's fine. Let's pardon those that got busted for marijuana bullshit. I'm agreeance with that. Murder? Fuck no. Absolutely not. And I know libertarians don't like hearing this as far as like, you believe in capital punishment? You're not a real libertarian. I'm for the lie of, I'm or the eye of Hammurabi. Or how he talks about law, the, the law of Hammurabi, eye for an eye, that stuff. I'm down with that. You murder somebody, you're in prison for life, or they should just put a bullet in your head. Why are we, I mean, if, if, the, if the core consensus across the board, left and right, are like these for-profit prisons need to end, fair enough. I can agree with that, but let's stop spending money on humane things like lethal injection. Put a bullet in their head. I'm okay with that. What's wrong with this? It saves us money. It's still humane. You don't feel anything. But it's because of the methodology in which it's applied people don't like. Better to inject them with a drug and the whole process. I mean, how much is it? Let's look this up real quick. How much does it, how much does it cost for um, lethal injection. Lethal injection cost from the state. Just under $90 for lethal injection drug dose and the minimal cost of a meal prepared inside the prison. Executions do not sound that expensive. In reality, a single federal execution costs nearly $1 million. This is because the execution affects the entire prison. Uh, yeah, it turns out it's cheaper to imprison killers for life than to execute them. Well, that's because the cost of the execution has been inflation, inflated so much. I mean, come on now. Lethal injection. Uh, enforcing the death penalty costs Florida $51 million a year what it would cost to punish a first-degree murderer with life in prison. Um, even still, like I said, a bullet, it's way cheaper. Let's, uh, let's, let's read this article. Measuring the full cost of federal executions is a challenge. Most Americans probably assume that the cost of, to execute a prisoner is far less than the cost to incarcerate for years. 
Let's not let's talk let's not talk about you. Let's talk about life. Let's let's make this accurate. Because if we're going to make this on level with the death penalty, then usually we're gonna be talking about in the realm of murder. That's just generally speaking. So when we say years, let's say on average 40 to 50 years. Let's chalk it up to 40 to 50 years. It's easy to associate the cost of carrying up the death penalty with the cost of the drug used and perhaps the cost of the prisoner's last meal at just under $90 for the lethal injection drug dose and the minimal cost of a meal prepared inside the prison. Executions do not sound that expensive. In reality, a single federal execution may cost nearly $1 million. This is because the execution affects the entire prison. From boxed meals for those on lockdown to additional officers on duty, the, pr- the price adds up. Tracking down which costs are directly connected to an execution is no easy task. To better understand the cost of federal executions, organizations like the American and Civil Liberties Union, ACLU, have taken a hard look at the accounting. ACLU found that box meals alone cost over $25,000 per execution. What? This is because the entire prison goes on lockdown prior to an execution. That means the total cost of these meals over 13 executions. Okay, so you're talking, okay, so you're basically saying box lunches. Why are you putting them on lockdown for fear of riots? I'm pretty sure there's other ways to mitigate this from happening which could be just, I don't know, increase prison guard presence, which means maybe paying some overtime, but would that even come close to equaling out to $25,000? That's just, I don't know, that's just me off the top of my head. Uh, federal executions also require more officers to be on staff that must pay an executioner, the coffin and the barrel of a prisoner, and even hotel costs for the victim's family. Wait, what? They must pay for it. the hotel costs. Of it. Okay, granted, look, it's fucked up. I'm not saying that it's not. But why is a state, ergo taxpayers, funding or footing the bill for hotel stays? No. Eliminate that. Don't agree with that. In addition to the practical cost of executing the federal death row prisoners, capital punishment also incurs higher court costs before and during the appeals process. Let's also look at the fact of how many of these people that were releasing these prisons are multiple offenders. What's the metric on measuring what somebody's life is valued at? This guy murdered somebody when he was like, what, 26, 27? What's the metric on that? What's the, what's the value on that? What's the damage to society for multiple, for repeat offenders? I mean, you're talking about imprisoning somebody for the rest of their life. It costs less. I get why, but these also, a lot of these costs we can eliminate. A coffin, burial, what are we spending? Like, how much are we spending? A pine box is all you need. If it's a death sentence, I'm sorry. You're probably not a very good person. So why should the state or anybody else give a fuck on what you're buried in? Now, if the vic, now if the, or excuse me, if the um, murderer's family wants to, you know, shell some money out for a nice, that's up to them. But at state level, I mean, here's the other thing. Why, why not cremation? Just my thing. If the family of the uh, murderer wants them actually buried, well, then that's a different matter, but why not just cremation? I'm sure these things have already been thought about, but at the same token, like, we're paying, I mean, this is, anytime you have anything federally ran, I'd be interested to see what the states are like in comparison as far as cost. I don't know. But wait, are they, wait, do they do? I have to look this up. This is interesting. Learning something new. I'll have to come back on that one. Um... But yeah, going back to Fetterman, he got this guy out. Likewise, Fetterman has said, number one priority is ending Pennsylvania's law that allows courts to sentence convicted criminals to life in prison without parole. 
Wait, what? In 2021, he advocated for eliminating the state's mandatory life without parole sentence for suspects convicted of second-degree murder. Fetterman, as Breitbart News reported, has overseen the release of 13 convicted murderers while heading the board of pardons. Also, one of Fetterman's appointees to the board sought to end mandatory life without parole sentences for first- and second-degree murderers. I'm at a loss. You're basically saying, you're, it, makes, it makes it sound like they're saying this is not fair. Well, you know, just because they murdered somebody, I mean, they shouldn't be life without parole. They should have the option of parole later. No. What about the person you murdered? Do they have the option to come back to life? No. You stripped that from him. Therefore, your life should be forfeited as well. Yes, this makes a lot of people uncomfortable, especially in the LP party. They don't like the idea of, of capital punishment because, you know, they don't feel like the state should have the right to execute anybody. But I'm, I'm in agreement. As a society, I'd be perfectly okay with executing pedophiles. Sex offenders, why not? Sorry, once you strip away somebody else's right involuntarily, you should have yours stripped. I think that's a fair process. I think it's a very fair process. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I'm weird like that. Well, here's another article. Migrants killing dogs, stealing from homes, prompt some Texas border town residents to arm themselves. Border town residents describe how mass migration, let's just call it mass illegal immigration, has made them feel unsafe, despite Kamala Harris's claim that the border is secure. The border is not secure. Politicians once again are lying. How would Kamala know? She's never even been there. How can you sit there and say the borders are secure when you've never been there? You know, this example, though, is a very, it's a very good comparison to how the military works in general. That, you know, your higher up people that are in charge of these certain things or these certain areas never actually put boots on the ground and see for themselves. They just go by reports through their chain of yes men and women. That's all Kamala Harris is doing. That's all this is. Uh, y- y- yes, yes, madam. Yeah, madam Vice President. Yeah, the border is secure. Uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> it's not. You can just go look at Mayra Flores' Instagram account and she'll tell you. She posts it all the time. Literally video of people running across the fucking border. No, it is not secure. Not by any stretch of the imagination, lady. Eagle Pass, Texas. Migrants have killed pets stolen from shops and knocked on doors late at night in the Texas border town, prompting some residents, excuse me, to arm themselves. Locals told Fox News. I don't feel safe. Laura Ramos, an Eagle Pass business owner, told Fox News. She said... She keeps survival weapons at her store for defense. Griselda, another local business owner who employs are all female, said she used to close her business at 9 p.m. We now close at 7 because it gets dark. People are walking around, all girls. You just never know, she told Fox News. Um, It's almost as if you have people committing illegal things, even though it's against the law, and if you are voluntarily disarmed because your state mandates and says this is a law, you're almost at a disadvantage. Do you, do you finally see women? Do you finally see? The Second Amendment is about equality. It's not about sex. It's not about color. It's so that you can equally defend yourself. It equalizes. I mean, what do they say? The, the thing is God made man equal. It's like, but cult ensured it or something like that. And it's true. By and large, men can beat the brakes off of women. So why shouldn't women have access to firearms where if a dude tries to rape her, she can put a bullet in that scumbag's head? Makes sense to me. It's their constitutionally protected right. 
And it wasn't that long ago we found out that more Democrats at the southern border were, were turning uh, Republican. Seeing how this, how this government, how this administration has failed to secure the border. I mean, they, they seem to continuously do this to us, folks. It's just lie after lie after lie. The border's secure. We're not facing inflation. We're not facing recession. The president can't impact gas prices. Yada, 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 over and over and over again. He's not at fault for gas prices going through the roof. Yes, he is. The administration 100% is. Isn't it just a coincidence? It must just be coincidence that as soon as Biden took office, gas went through the fucking roof. No, that was just coincidence. Trump had set in motion a series of trigger laws that as soon as he was out of office, they go into effect and boom, gas prices go. No, it didn't happen that way. Biden went in there and made us more reliant on foreign energy. Of course. Russia invades Ukraine. Of course. Biden continues to send billions of dollars over there. We're met with a serious recession right now. Remember the one article we read not so long ago? That if you want to find out if we're in a recession, talk to small business owners. As a small business owner, I will tell you right now, we are in a recession. We're seeing it hit our sales. The emails we get, I'm sorry, we can't afford it. Gas has become so expensive, we have to prioritize our spending. I get it. Can't even be upset about it. I mean, I'm, I, it sucks. But that's where we're at. This is what the Biden administration has created. Vice President Kamala Harris, who President Biden has tasked with tackling the migrant crisis, recently said in an interview that border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system. You do realize two things can be true at one time. That we have a broken immigration system and the border is not secure. Two things can be mutually true at the same time. Mutually true. It is possible. But I like her tactic of saying, this isn't true, but this is the problem. No, both of them can be the problem. I live far from the downtown, but in that area... It's a lot of ranches, a lot of big properties, Cindy told Fox News. She said migrants went onto one property, and in order to steal something, they killed the dogs. Oh, my God. You're getting murdered. You come on my property, and you kill my dog to steal something, I'm killing you. Can you imagine them touching Athena? Oh, my God. Holy war. It'd be a crusade against the illegals. I'd be going after them, 100%. You think Taken was bad? I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. I don't even know if you speak English, but you touch my dog. I'm going to murder you and your family. Yeah, I'd, pay to, I'd pay to watch that movie. Call it The Gringo Gets Him Back. <laughs> the Gringo Gets Him Back. I'm just saying. You fuck with my dog, you're dead. Dogs are innocent. But again, they're not sending us the best. Oh, watch PETA get involved on this. If you really want to woo Democrats over, bring on like the animal rights stuff. Take it from that approach, that aspect. Oh, my God, they'll jump on board in a heartbeat. You mean the illegals are murdering the dogs? Oh, my God, ban them. Oh, now you're on board. Okay. Okay. Right. I want to play this little tidbit I heard on uh, TikTok. You have to love this. Like, you just have to love this. Let me pull this up real quick. I saw this on Twitter. 
Okay. Let me give you some context of what you're about to hear, folks. This is a young Indian woman. Uh, I can't really tell her age because she's so fat. She's pretty fat. Um, And she's describing in this video on TikTok that it's white people's fault that she's fat. Now, you're not going to see the video, but you'll be able to hear the audio. Just listen to this example of what the newer generation has been indoctrinated into believing. Blame other people for your problems and therefore shed all guilt and shift the blame. No personal responsibility. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you. You don't get to blame anybody else for the fact that you're fat. Listen to this. If white people didn't go looking for spices, then various sea routes to Indian subcontinent and Africa and other places of the world would not get discovered. And if they didn't get discovered, then East India Company would never come to Indian subcontinent. And if they didn't come, then the fertility of the land would not get destroyed because they forced us to cultivate tobacco and dyes and opioid, things like that, and that destroyed the fertility of my country. And then if that didn't happen and if they didn't exploit and extract resources until my ancestors were left with nothing to eat, we wouldn't move to this grain-heavy, very little nutritious diet that we have today. Also, if white people didn't come to the Indian subcontinent, then my ancestors would not go through 50 small, medium, large... Okay, let's push pause right there. If white people didn't come to your country, why are so many Indians coming to America now for better jobs? Because your country's a shithole. And explain to me how my white fingers force that cheeseburger down your cock sheath. I'd be very interested in hearing that, hearing that process. Explain to me how your Indian body has different thermodynamics than other people's bodies. You kidding me? She's got to be in her early 20s. She's, she's just very young. She's very overweight. Um, the, this is what they do. Blame it on Whitey. It's Whitey's fault. Because it's easy to blame white people because we bend over and we take it. You don't step up and talk back to these minorities that want to pin it on you. The very same people that want to cry about oppression from racism that were never slaves want to blame the very same people that agree with them as far as like the past being fucked up that were never slave owners. Are you kidding me? If white people hadn't... If white people hadn't discovered your country or come to your country, you wouldn't even be on Facebook right now or Instagram or TikTok bitching about this. Get the fuck out of here with this bullshit. It's ridiculous. But you got to love this idea of like, dude, that was like, I have never seen such mental gymnastics trying to validate and justify why she's a fat fuck. Never have I seen it to that level. It's like, good Lord. Somebody get this woman a ladder. She is reaching. Let's keep going. ends in a period of 200 years. Somebody's outside mowing her lawn. Color me shocked that it's not her. You need the exercise, lady. That's a lot. And in 1943, nearly 3 million people would not have died due to starvation and malnutrition. And if that didn't happen, then this entire place... Um, and the people of this place would not adapt to survive on lower calories. 
we also wouldn't biologically you you do realize during those famines you had meat literally walking around but you chose not to eat it based upon your religion so no gotta disagree with you on that one your religion forced you to do this you chose to do it you didn't have to you had the options readily available and if your god is in that manner such a god that says hey you're starving but you can't eat that meat over there sorry maybe you should rethink your religion that's just me be programmed to hold on to more fat because programmed to hold on to more fat you know it's been a while since my personal training days and doing nutrition Program to hold now yes genetics does come to play in up to about 20 percent of a person's bodily makeup and that number could have fluctuated because science continuously evolves and new studies yada 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 but i'd be very interested in learning where indians genetically are predispositioned or whatever you want to call it are more likely to hold on to and store more fat as a result of their ancestors having starved in multiple famines that's interesting we do we see that in the irish do we see that in other cultures where famines, especially in the Middle East? Do we see it there? I don't know. Genes, they always think, okay, you're going to die. At some point, there's going to be a famine. You will not have food and you're going to die. I would also not be prone to diabetes, heart, high blood pressure, um, heart diseases and all that other things. So yeah, white people is the reason why I can't lose weight. <laughs> oh, you poor fatty. <laughs> it wasn't my freaking Caucasian fingers that stuffed the fucking fat pills down your throat. You did it. What are you blaming me for? <laughs> Maybe put down the chocolate chip cookie, you fat fuck, and go eat a salad. You being of Indian origins does not mean that the body cannot process certain foods and retain nutritional value from said food any different than anybody else. You kidding me? No, yes. I think, I think black people, according to studies, and don't quote me on this, are more susceptible to diabetes. But a lot of this, what she described, heart disease, diabetes, uh, things such as that are definitely linked to obesity. Thermodynamics, the basis of calories in versus calories out, calories consumed versus calories burned, and all a calorie measurement is is a unit of heat. That's all it is. And you're telling me that it's my white ass's fault that your brown ass consumed way too much fucking Burger King. You kidding me? Well, then, hey, just give up then. Explain skinny Indians to me then. I've got a few friends that are Indian. We actually went out for a chicken tetrazzini or tetra, uh, figure out, fuck, what's it called? Chicken something, Marsala. Fuck, Indian food's good, by the way. I just, I've had my first Indian food experience about a month ago. Oh, <laughs> delicious. Very spice heavy, loved it. But you can walk into an Indian restaurant. I see a lot of skinny Indian people. 
I see some overweight, just as with any society, but let's instead look at the cultural norms developed by said society's cooking. Look at Asians, look at Hispanics, and I'm not trying to say this if America is not guilty. America is one of the most fattest nations in the world because we're a melting pot where we fry everything, but look at Asian community. They have a very carb-heavy diet. Rice, things such as this. Mexican tortillas, very carb-heavy. Now, if you're not exercising, if you're not burning this off, it gets converted into what? Fat. Sugar, all this stuff. It's, it's a lengthy problem, but you get where I'm going with this. A lot of these societies are very carb-heavy. As you get older, your metabolism starts to slow down a little bit. That's why you see a lot of people up there in age tend to put on more weight if they don't adjust their eating habits or begin to exercise. I could easily take that girl to the gym and I guarantee I could cut at least 20 pounds off of her fat ass within six months. Probably more. Probably more. And it wouldn't be through extreme yo-yo dieting. It would not be through intense workouts. It's called common sense behavioral or eating behavioral changes. It's called exercising. But not to extremes. So you can blame my white ass for whatever the fuck you want, but it's your brown ass that ate all the shit and got fat. Don't put your bullshit on me. Fucking idiot. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I love, I dude, I love the fact if liberals like her could take that energy, could take those mental gymnastics and apply it to something that was actually true. I mean... Bro, you want to talk about just the jumping over hurdles to get to that point. The overall point to be passing responsibility off to somebody else. Again, folks, excuse my indigestion. I keep burping stuff up. Um, the, the, The point still stands. Once again, the common behavioral patterns of the newer generations is no personal accountability or responsibility. Pass the buck to somebody else. We see this in economics. We see this in our culture. This is how the newer generations are being brought up to be believing that they are at fault for nothing. Granted, yes, sometimes we are handed shitty situations. There is no denying that. I mean, I am more than willing. I've I've talked to BLM members on Instagram Lives that had these debates where it's like, yes, let's have the discussions. How do we get that inner city black kid that is culturally raised in a fucking ghetto of thugs and he wants to get out of that? How do we get that kid out of that shithole? He can't afford college. Schooling he's probably got at is probably shit. Teachers probably paid shit. The culture has been brought up to where these kids are acting up in classrooms. These kids don't get good educations. They're not get accepted. They're not getting accepted into universities. What are they supposed to do? The the conversation of just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, it does come with certain preventative measures that are in place there. If this culture is all this black kid knows, well, how else is he supposed to get out of the ghetto? I, I can, we can have that conversation. I'm more than willing to listen. What kind of things can we create? More community-based things? Well, the community is shit. The community is crime-ridden. The community is rough. There's drugs rampant everywhere. How's that kid supposed to get out of there and carve out a different life for himself, economically speaking? I mean, let's have that conversation. That's, that, to me, is a way more relevant conversation to fix this issue than blaming white people. 
like from hundreds of years ago. That damn Christopher Columbus made me fat. I got news for you. Um, if you were alive during his time, chances are you probably wouldn't have been because you probably would have been a slave. And they were pretty skinny. So if you're fat now, maybe you should be thanking Christopher Columbus. <laughs> That's such a dick thing to say. I don't care. Oh, my God. These people are just so fucking stupid, though. They're so stupid. It's ridiculous. Well, just when you think he can't get any dumber, folks, just when you think this dude cannot put any more nails in his political career's coffin, Kitzinger comes out and says, Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney, who voted to impeach Trump, Liz Cheney, who's big on the January 6th board, Liz Cheney, who is just anti-GOP left and right, who promises to start raising money to fight Trump, a woman that is just so bent on using her warmongering father, the neocon Cheney Sr., to advocate for her, and that still wasn't enough. She's lost her seat. Kitzinger calls her like Winston Churchill. Folks, do you see what Kitzinger is now? He's taking on that liberal tactic of clearly using dog whistle words and nouns and things such as that to get the people's attention. Representative Adam Kitzinger said Tuesday on MSNBC's Morning Joe that his colleague on January 6th House Select Committee, Liz Cheney, has acted with courage, comparing her to Winston Churchill. Kitzinger said, I'll say about Liz, you know, people always in their life dream about this opportunity to kind of stand up alone in a crowd and do the right thing. And only a few people actually get that chance. What I've noticed is that even fewer that get that chance have the courage to do it. It's one thing to read something in a history book and be, yeah, Winston Churchill or whatever. It's another thing to act like that. She has acted like that. Okay, let me put this into context. Liz Cheney is trying to crucify Trump because she personally does not like him. Trump did not incent or to he did not incentivize the riots. He did not instigate the riots on January 6th. We watched it. I watched it live. There was no rhetoric that promoted it. He talked about protesting peacefully. That is the First Amendment. That is well within people's rights. Liz Cheney is trying to pin that on Trump. That's a lie. That's a liberal tactic. She's been paid for just like Kitzinger. Now, the reason I know Kit Singer has been paid off, you remember Crenshaw made that controversy comment uh, six months to a year ago when he said Kit Singer voted more in line with Trump's policies than a lot of people, members on the Freedom Caucus, and I'm paraphrasing there. He was actually right. Kit Singer voted 99. I looked it up on the website, his voting record. He was 99% in line with Trump's voting agenda. Crenshaw was right. Probably shouldn't have phrased it that way. I mean, I talked to him. I was like, bro, you really got to work on how you say things. Or you need to basically close your statements and prevent yourself from being attacked by explaining the statement. Just saying Kitzinger is more Republican than other people is like, that's a dumb thing to say. And the reason I'm saying that Kitzinger is bought and paid for, look what Kitzinger is doing now. This guy was Trump's friend during the Trump administration because he knew to be popular in the GOP, you got to cling to God Emperor King Trump. If you go against Trump, you are going to be crucified. Kitzinger's played the game, and he's playing it now. Kitzinger knew while the GOP was in power, while Daddy Trump was there, he was protected and guarded. Kitzinger is making his bet that Trump isn't going to run again in 2024. The Dems are going to retain control, and he wants to have favoritism with the left when he gets out of politics. Who knows what he's going to do in the future? But right now, Kitzinger is playing both sides of this. 
The fact that he's on this January 6th committee is a joke. It's a farce. This is a waste of taxpayer money. But the simple fact that Kitzinger wants to do the dog whistle approach and the clearly inflation or inflating the acts and works that Cheney is doing only shows that he's using this liberal tactic. Making a comparison to Winston Churchill, you do realize England was being bombed by Germany. People don't seem to realize England was on the verge of losing World War II. They were on the verge of being conquered. And that no way is a shot at their inability to fight. I'm not saying that. The German Luftwaffe was fucking deadly. They were bombing the shit out of England. Winston Churchill still stood there in the face of all this and led England. And then American got involved and other things similar. Liz Cheney? has the majority of congressional support on this board. What opposition is she actually fighting? What threat of invasion and death is she actually facing? The fact that you want to sit there and say, not often do people get the chance to stand up there alone, blah, blah, blah. Did you also consider the opposite side of that coin is maybe you're alone because you're fucking retarded. I can go out there in the street and start screaming racial obscenities at passerbys and stand alone, quote unquote. That doesn't make me right. The act of just standing alone does not make you right. Does that make sense? Because it makes sense to me. If that's the method you want to take, you're stupid. This guy is a moron. He has been bought and paid for. This guy is, and I hate saying this because it's very cliche because we say it for, this guy, I do believe, is controlled opposition. I do believe it. Cheney as well. These are Democrats. They are liars. These people are just, will go to no extreme. But the fact that he wants to make her akin to Winston Churchill is going to garner more support for January 6th. Like, oh my God, she's so stunning and brave. She went against her own party. She did. And what happened? She lost her seat. Good. <clears throat> It'd be different. <coughs> Excuse me. If it was somebody like Rand Paul, standing for more constitutionality and stands alone and then gets ousted. That'd be like, yeah, the party's fucked. They were wrong. This is not the case. Trump was not responsible for what happened on January 6th. He wasn't. Folks, if he was, I'd be the first person saying he is at fault. This is what he did. Trump didn't instigate it. Not one time. Because I believe in due process. We don't get to sit there and just politically go after somebody through the legal system just because we don't like them or they said some mean things. This is where we're at now. Did you know that over 30 Trump associates were served subpoenas? Let's read this article right here. Fuck Kitzinger. We're done with that article. He's a, he's a moron. The DOJ issues more than 30 subpoenas to Trump associates. Source. The DOJ also sees the phones belonging to two top Trump advisors. The Department of Justice has issued a flurry of over 30 subpoenas to aides of former President Donald Trump, a source familiar with the federal investigation confirmed to Fox News. The Justice Department also sees phones from two top Trump advisors in the investigation, which aims to probe Trump's unsubstantiated claims of a rigged 2020 that presidential election. Um, they're aiming to probe this. Why? Why are you wasting taxpayer money on this? You're, you're probing what? The left is saying that Trump's lying on this one. Fair enough. But is that something you can issue warrants and subpoenas for? No. 
The dozens of new subpoenas mark a rapid escalation in pressure applied to the Trump camp by the DOJ. The Justice Department is investigating, investigating allegations of phony electoral college certifications from 2020 that declared Republicans were the electors voting for Trump and Mike Pence when, in fact, Democrats had won and voted for President Biden. Vice President. So then you're investigating this with the intent of hopefully saying that actually more people voted Democrat than Republican is what you're trying to do. Interesting. Timothy Parlator, an attorney for Trump, confident, and former New York police commissioner Bernard Carrick confirmed that Carrick received a subpoena last Tuesday to appear before a federal grand jury in Washington, D.C. The Department of Justice declined to comment. Multiple reports have pointed to allegedly fake documents obtained by the watchdog group American Oversight, which include paperwork from the slates of Republicans would-be electors in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Nevada, Georgia, New Mexico, and Arizona. DOJ officials are waging a two-front war with ongoing investigations into both Trump's claims of a rigged election and the recent raid on Mar-a-Lago that discovered a wealth of classified documents retained in his possession after leaving office. Isn't it interesting how this all comes right on the heels of midterms? Are you telling me since 2020, since 2020, you held off on this, but now, now you want to go after it? Come on, folks. This is ridiculous. Once again, the DOJ is worthless, spineless. Of course, they're going after Trump. This is how, again, I, I mean, I've, I'm, I can preach this though I'm blue in the face. They are scared shitless of the power that Trump has. Trump is, if not the most prominent political figure in the world right now. I'm not saying that in a good or bad context. I'm simply saying this guy has got so much fame, so much ability to get these headlines spinning. Trump can manipulate the MSM. He just has but to say something and they're going to run with it. CNN will be all over it. It gives Trump more clout, more power. The more that you try and crucify this guy, the more favoritism he's going to have with his own party, the more loyalty he's going to garnish. You're even going to lose people. I mean, Democrats, by and large, are looking at this saying, good Lord, people. We're spending a lot of money on this. Trump has not only just weaseled his way into your brain, he lives there permanently. Look what he did to CNN. He basically took down CNN. Took him a while, but he did it. Look what CNN's doing now. They're they are scrambling to, pl to plug the leaks in their network. They are hemorrhaging money. Because they went on this campaign of savagery to go after Trump nonstop. They bought the, the Clinton collusion bullshit. There was no journalism that was done. They didn't report the news. They favored it. They wanted it to be true. This is where we're at. Another article is the DOJ refuses to release the Biden administration plan to intervene in 2022 election. The Department of Justice is refusing to release 15 pages of documents explaining the Biden administration's strategy to implement a voter access policy that is being coordinated with left-wing groups just weeks before the 2022 election. Color me shocked. No wonder people think you rig and cheat the system. In March 2021, President Joe Biden signed Executive Order 14019, promoting access to voting, as Breitbart News noted. President Joe Biden issued an executive order on access to voting on Sunday that instructs federal government agencies to promote voter registration, help Americans apply to vote by mail, and combat misinformation, among other measures. This is fascism, folks. 
combat misinformation. What misinformation? Corinne Jean-Pierre has lied to the people's faces time and time again. You refuse to answer question. The president ducks the press like it's got the monkeypox. This guy is a liar. He's a coward. His administration are cowards. These are fascist folks. Apply to vote by mail. Fuck no. No. You go in and you vote. You don't get to vote by mail. Now, granted, I will concede that if there are special circumstances, fair enough. But voting by mail, my God, no. No, 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 no. You have to physically go in. You should have to physically go in and show a valid American government-issued ID. I think that's fair. That's very fair. It's not that hard. Using federal agencies to promote voter agencies to promote voter registration, using federal agencies to inform Americans about voting, linking federal agency websites to state voter registration websites, providing voter registration and vote by mail applications, using approved nonpartisan third party organizations does not exist. I don't know why people still believe in this. This is bullshit. Approved nonpartisan third party organizations to register voters at federal agencies. Yeah, bullshit. Bullshit. I mean, come on. Third-party, non-biased. Come on. That does not exist. That does not exist. You're telling me you're in the political you're, you're in the political arena and you don't have a dog in this fight? Come on. You think I'm gonna volunteer for something like that? Just out of what? Passion? Passion for what? Seeing your candidate win, therefore you're biased. Come on. Let's not play around with this. Let's not play with this. This is ridiculous. Oh, did Twitch ban me? Did my Twitch stream go down? I bet it did. Did they just pull my Twitch stream? I'm seeing uh, comments in the chat. They just pull my Twitch stream? Waiting to find out. Hold on. I'm looking at my Twitch channel right now. Yep, I think they did. <laughs> I think they did. All American Savage Show, Creator Dashboard. Let me go over to here. Are we still streaming live over on Twitch? Nope, so we got to reconnect the Twitch account. Let me see real quick. Yep, they suspended it. For what? What did I get suspended for this time? This is the All American Savage Show. Yeah. Account suspended. There you go. Let me check my email. I guarantee these fucking fascist little cocksuckers are going to send me something over there. Um, and I just got a notification from YouTube. It says, hi, John Burke. We've reviewed your appeal for the following. The channel, John Burke, we reviewed your channel carefully and have confirmed that it violates our community guidelines. We know this is probably a disappointment, disappointing news, but it's our job to make sure that YouTube is a safe place for all. Oh, what's so unsafe about having an opinion? Hmm? What's so safe about, uh, unsafe about having an opinion? It's because the opinion you don't agree with. Therefore, it's unsafe. We won't be putting your channel back up on YouTube. Thanks, YouTube team. Uh, that's why you probably have active shooters in your fucking places. Remember the active shooter that hit him before? That's probably why right there. Unjustified. Bullshit. Bull fucking shit. And Twitch just banned my other account. I called it. You can't even have an opinion anymore, folks. You can't even have an opinion anymore. This is an opinion podcast. 
and they're going to get you misinformation, violating their terms of services. Fuck their terms of services. The terms of services are ridiculous. Let me check my other email that's associated with that account. Let's see if they emailed me there. Let's see the email. Hold on. Watching this happen live. Twitch, your Twitch account, All American Savages, has, uh, hold on, has, um, uh, okay, hello, All American Savage Show. Twitch is committed to keeping our community safe for everyone. Um, oh, the reason is account suspension evasion. That's why. <laughs> streaming or chatting on an alternative account while serving a suspension. Joining another broadcaster stream as a guest while serving a suspension. Creating alternative accounts while, oh, that's some bullshit. Uh, your suspension will not be automatically lifted. Access to our services may only be restored upon successful appeal. Due to your suspension of 30 days or longer, uh, any subscriptions you have will not renew. <laughs> A 30-day suspension. Fuck Twitch. Fuck you. I'm over on Rumble. I don't need you. I actually have more viewers on Rumble than I did on Twitch. I actually have 415 people watching me on Rumble right now. I never got that many on Twitch. Not normally. This is part of the migration, folks. I'm sorry this has to happen, but it's just the way it is. YouTube and Twitch have went the way of the dodo bird. You're suspending people left and right. That's fine. I will go other places and I will bring the following with me. All you're going to do is lose money. That's fine. Do what you want. But now that I'm no longer streaming on Twitch... Go fuck those cocksuckers. <laughs> That's just the way it is. You can't even talk about transgender issues over there. You can't talk about racial issues. Oh, let's talk about this issue right here. Being that it's always white people's fault. Woke Department of Defense Equity Chief writes anti-white posts exhausted with these white folks. The diversity chief of the Department of Defense has written children's books on defunding the police, BLM, and white privilege. This is the D.O. Dude, this is our fucking federal government employees. And thanks for everybody watching me on Rumble now. I told you, Alamo is the White House. The diversity chief at the Department of Defense is written. Okay, okay, listen to this. Um, the chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer of the Department of Defense's education wing, who describes herself as a woke administrator, wrote a series of disparaging posts about white people on Twitter, Fox News Digital found. Uh, Kalisa Wing is the DEI chief Department of Defense Education Activity, DODEA, which provides K-12 education to the DOD community in the U.S. and all over the world. After Fox News Digital reached out for comment, Wing's Twitter was put on private, but she did not immediately respond. Oh, go fucking figure. She wrote in June 2020, I'm exhausted with these white folks, F-O-L-X. Well, good spelling. If you're going to be racist, at least spell it right. Uh, and these professional development issues. Um, here's another thing. The most racist people that I've seen, can't say this on social media, but here it is, are black people. Oh, yes, I'll fucking say it now. The racism that I've seen from black people on social media that get away with this bullshit is the living proof that black privilege exists. Oh, don't fucking say anything bad about the protected class of trans and black minorities. Oh, God forbid if you do that. You know, you as a white person don't get to sit there and say, uh, wait a minute. Why is it my fault? I didn't do anything. Oh, because you're white. Get the fuck out of here. This lady had the call. This is what she tweeted. Oh, and by the way, on Twitch, you couldn't say cracker either. They ban you if you said cracker. <laughs> Go figure. Listen to this. This is what she tweeted. This lady actually had the c 
Caudacity. She spells it C-A-U-Dacity, as in Caucasian. The Caudacity. Cool little black phrase there. I guess it's supposed to offend white people. Here's the thing. White people, we don't fucking care. We're not as sensitive about this. We don't give a shit. Call me cracker, honky. I don't fucking care. You drop the N-word towards each other and you're fine with it. White person says, or anybody not black, you flip the fuck out. And what's even better is you get white people to flip the fuck out. Oh my God. Only black people can say that disparaging word. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Fine. The protected woke generation, man, you sure are some fucking snowflakes. Anyway, this lady actually has the audacity to say that black people can be racist too. Do you believe that? You literally just prove yourself wrong. You're a racist black woman. The audacity. I'm tired of these, these white folks. Let's flip the script and suddenly it's racist. A white person says, I'm tired of these black folks. <laughs> Really? Black people can't be racist? Okay. She says, I'm so excited. Okay, the cause that's to say black people can't be racist too, or can be racist too. I had to stop the session and give Karen the business. Oh, the business. You got to give it a business. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Mm-hmm. Girl, you go. You slay queen. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. The business. She says, we are not the majority. We don't have power. A thread, why ask for assistance? You're literally... Holding the session, you have power. You had a black president. You have a black VP, kind of black. The fuck are you talking about you don't have the power? You've got the entire world simping for your racist black ass. Get the fuck out of here with your bullshit. You don't have the power. What, by, by, but what context of power? As a community? You're right, because you kill each other at astronomical fucking rates. Talk about the power. You can say shit like this and not get shit canned. Talk about white privilege. The fact as a black person, you can be so openly racist and say these ridiculous things and not have any kind of repercussions in the cancel culture world only goes to show what black privilege is. Do not tell me you don't have the power. You as a black person just have to claim racism and all the white overlords come simping to your fucking blackness. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. I had to stop the session and give Karen the business. I had to stop the session, the session that you're in control over. Therefore, you have the power over the session. What the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? Caudacity is a slang term which is used to describe audacity demonstrated by white people. What do we call what do you call black people to do that? Blaudacity? Being anti-racist means being active against racism. You will never arrive. Stop centering this on whiteness, Wing said. The DODEA didn't respond to her request for comment. Does she still have her job? That's what I want to know. Does she still have her job? By the way, the bans on Facebook, YouTube, and now Twitch, all you've done, when you sit there and you say, what? How, do we, how do we radicalize them? Like this. Like this is exactly how you did it. Now I'm going to speak out even more. I'm going to be 10 times even worse. 10 times worse. I'm going to say the shit that I've been wanting to say that I couldn't say on your platforms because the truth offends. COVID was a fucking scam. Trans people aren't real people. They're mentally delusional people. And honestly, people that want children to go through, and I've said this before, I'm not ashamed to say this. People that want children to be mutilated should be fucking executed. Get them out of our society. Imprison them. Execute them. Put them into hard labor camps. Delusional pedophile groomers. 
The DOD didn't respond for a request. Of course they're not going to. They're going to protect her black ass at all costs because that's what they do. Talking about fucking white privilege. If a white person said this, they should be fired for being racist. Black person says it? Oh, no. Oh, absolutely not. They're part of the protected class because they're not in charge. They don't have the majority. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here with your bullshit. And white people are, by and large, we're getting tired of hearing it. We're getting tired of listening to this bullshit that we're the problem. That we're the problem. No, we're not. It's ridiculous. On one occasion, on another occasion, Wing responded to a user who said, I'm exhausted by 99% of the white men in education and 95% of the white women. Where can I get a break from white nonsense for a while? Wing responded, if another Karen tells me about her feelings, I might lose it. Oh, but you, you definitely have to tell us about your oppressive feelings all the fucking time. Now, I love how they say that the defund the police was a Republican thing. Mm-mm, was not. In another post, uh, Ring responded to another user who criticized the DOD Diversity Chief's article demanding all teachers take part in dismantling racial oppression and claim that racism is ingrained in the very fabric of our country. Then why the fuck are you here? How the hell are you in the position you're in if we have such extreme levels of racism in this country? What are you talking about? All you're trying to do is trying to measure or trying to justify your shitty work as a black person by saying it's white people's fault because the system is rigged against you. Equal opportunity is the most racist fucking thing I've ever heard of. That black people and minorities get an extra leg up because of your culture or your skin color? Get the fuck out of here. Racism only exists because black minorities want it to exist. Because without it, you've got nothing to fight. And the beautiful, most brilliant thing about this, you've convinced white liberals to join your cause. They're that stupid and afraid of being labeled racist by black people. They are that afraid. Sorry, but this cracker ain't having it. I don't, I'm not a fucking afraid to call it out for what it is. It's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit. You know what I love about this? Talk about Dallas. How, how bad white people are. Go to South Dallas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go to South Dallas as a white person and see what happens to you. Go see the names that you're called or if you're even like jumped or shot at just for being white in parts of South Dallas. Oh, yes. Absolutely. No racism from black people over there. Hmm. Wing also referred to former President Trump as the whole boy version of a Karen and former Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos as the queen of Karens. And then she writes these books, Racial Justice in America. What is the Black Lives Matter movement? I love that. I love that you're all, you steal from each other. Your leadership that you put into power stole from you. How is that not a, a massive example of why your culture is so fucked up? Six million dollar mansions. And don't get me wrong, white people do it too. But I'm only using this the context of how black people, and I, I mean black, I don't mean like all black, I'm talking about those that are basically like this uh, Calissa Wing, these extremists within the movement that are racist black people. I love how you will sit there and you will give every opportunity to let something slide under the rug and not say shit about it. Your culture is fucked. You steal from each other. You murder each other at high fucking rates. We've went over the stats of 13 to 14% of the population. You make up a good majority of the violent crime. Upwards of what was it, like 55, 56% back in 2019? What is it now? 
Now they push to defund the police in these blue cities. <laughs> but that number's increased a lot. Uh, but we can't have those conversations, can we? Can't talk about that, can we? Nope. We gotta be we gotta we gotta we gotta walk on eggshells around the trans and the black people. Meanwhile, you got Asians over here kind of like, yeah, we're getting the shit end of the stick. Asians are being discriminated against in these universities by saying, you know, there's such a high acceptance rates from the Asian community because their culture is one of their parents push their children to succeed. Therefore, they stutter harder, study harder, get better grades, get accepted. Black people, whereas in don't. But we need to equalize this, right? We need to make it equal. So it's no longer based upon merit, but simply skin color. How is that not racism? Fucking ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous, folks. That's black America for you. It's so bad, you have to make up your own racial hate crimes. You have to make up your oppression. You have to make up every reason why, just like that little Indian girl, the acorn does not fall far from the tree. Somebody taught her that. She didn't come to that conclusion on her own. She's not smart enough because she's dumb enough to believe it. Somebody taught her that bullshit. That's where it's at, folks. That's where it's at. You know, a part of me is kind of glad I've gotten banned on Twitter now, or Twitch. And Twitter's coming too. Part of me is glad. Because now the gloves are off. We can say whatever the fuck we want. Cracker, 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 cracker. There we go. Twitch's probably going to permanently ban me now. I don't fucking care. I think I was only making like $1,200 a month off of them. Whatever. Parted over there. Don't give a fuck. It simply is what it is, folks. I've had my YouTube account taken of over 300,000 people for having an opinion. I've had my Facebook account taken of over 600,000 people because of an opinion. I've had an Instagram account of over 300,000 taken because I have an opinion. I've been banned on Twitter multiple times. And I'm still in this fight. I just find it funny. Let's just let's just pull all the punches. I just find it funny how these other GOP major figureheads don't get banned. Interesting, right? Hmm. Weird. But that's where we're at. Maybe they're smarter at it than I am. That could be it. Maybe they're just not as big mouth as I am. That could very well be it. But there we are, folks. That's all there is to it. That concludes today's show. I had more to get into, but honestly, I'm going to go through and probably just clean up my Twitch shit, close out the account, say, fuck this shit, pay me what I'm owed, and go suck start a shotgun for all I care. There you have it, folks. If that's how Twitch wants to be, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to be quiet. You can find me over on Rumble. The podcast continues. It doesn't stop. We'll be on Rumble at John Burke. Also, don't forget to follow the new John Ross show and the Locals community. You click that join button. There's that as well. Not going anywhere. We're going to keep fighting. So fuck these nerds. Go play in traffic for all I fucking care. Oh, man. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support. Without you, we wouldn't be here. I'll be here live tomorrow on Rumble. Bringing to you the heat with the gloves off now. Now I get to be me. (laughs) 
Now I get to be me, folks. Game the fuck on.